Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Mary Scott. And I'm Rachel. And today we're doing a very special one-year anniversary episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is the first time that we've ever recorded an episode while looking at each other via FaceTime. FaceTime. So <laughs> I'm like looking at your eyeballs right now, which I never do. That's so weird. I kind of like it because I can anticipate when you're about to say something. It's perfect. Exactly. No more talking over each other. Um, <laughs> I get a lot of questions from people that are trying to figure out how we do this from far away. So like, let me get this straight. You are in Alabama and she is in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm like, correct. I'm like, how do you record together? I'm like, oh, we totally rig it. Every week we have to figure out how we're going to. But we, I think we figured it out. For sure. One of these days, maybe we'll do a podcasting how-to something. Maybe via ebook if we have time to do that. LOL. Um, okay, well, Rachel, uh, I think we're going to just talk about one year of podcasting. I don't know about you. I feel like it just has flown by. It's bizarre. So bizarre. It's like in some ways it feels like it's been 30 seconds, and in some ways it feels like it's been five years. Like, I, I don't know. It's bizarre. So it's been really fun. <laughs> it totally has been. I'm looking back to see... Um, our very first episode was our intro episode, and it was published on May 17th, 2018, so we are coming up wow. on our birthday. So we figured with the year coming quickly to us, we wanted to almost just recap it and figure out, one, what have we learned? Two, what do we want to share about what we learned? And I think just not even really evaluating, I don't like the word evaluation, but figuring out like what we feel like we've done well, what the Lord's revealed to us through it, what we've learned as friends... I just think all of it and just, just I think being able to recognize the faithfulness in any season and situation is really important. So we're kind of doing that today. Totally. Okay. Well, Rachel, um, number one thing that shocked you the most about podcasting this year? Go. Wow. Good question. Okay. Hmm. I think <laughs> when we go back to the meetings that we had in Savannah, Georgia before he moved, when you said, hey, let's start a podcast, I said, okay, got to come to Savannah. We talked about logistics and like what it was going to look like for us or, I mean, all podcasts are really different in some way or another, right? Like they all have their thing. And I think um, one of those is your consistency. Like how often are you going to post or how often are you going to publish? We said once a week, which I think was really advantageous. <laughs> I, I think know. just like figuring out and I think you would agree with this because your post the other day, one made me cry. It was so beautiful. But it was so true of like, hey, we are stewarding the words and the stories and the testimonies God's given us. This isn't just like a once a week flippant, oh, no, it's Tuesday. We need something for Wednesday thing. Like, I want to make sure that what we post is genuine, is authentic, but is going to bring some kind of truth that maybe people didn't know before they listened and that's really hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't, not, not hard, like difficult, but hard. Like that's, um, that's a responsibility I'd never thought I would have. It's really scary. Which is a blessing. Yeah, I would echo that. And I have two things that I think shocked me the most. First of all was that just the weight that we would feel one year in, like knowing, um, 
Well, I think it's hard because we come to Behind the Bliss assuming a few things. We assume that those who are listening to us um, are believers or they're drawn to a Christian podcast to some extent. Yeah. The flip side of that is there are a lot of people who listen to our podcast and we don't know who that person is. We don't know their background. We don't know where they're coming from and to assume that they are just as spiritually mature as we are is not necessarily um, correct. And I think there's a weight because if that person isn't walking with the Lord the way we think they are, we might be the only um, representation Resource. of Christ yeah. that they have. And I think what, you know, what a responsibility and a weight to represent that um, correctly and theologically correctly. And there's just like a weight to it that I didn't think I would have. Part two to that is I did not expect the success that we've had, to be honest. I just yeah. didn't. Yeah. I think it was Me an either. idea. <laughs> it was an idea that I had, that we had, and my husband was deployed, and I said, what the hey, let's just see. And then people started liking it and catching up and responding, and then we started hearing from publishers and people wanting authors to come on our show, and I literally had to stop in my tracks one day and be like, I'm sorry, what just happened? Like, I... Yeah did not expect this and it's not that no. I didn't think that we were good enough I just didn't think I didn't know how that could happen I just genuinely can say and I think part three of all that I'm saying um I think I'm learning too like we can't muster what God is gonna do and there's a lot of freedom in just doing the next right thing and allowing the growth to come on the Lord's timing like we didn't reach out to people for success like people came yeah, to no. us um, and that's such an, it's such an honor and a shock and a privilege. And I think it's given me encouragement to think all I can do is show up and, um, yeah. do the next right thing. And the Lord does the rest and what a freeing, freeing thing. So I think that's a little bit of what I've learned. I think, yes, exactly that. This did not start with strategy. Like we, I mean, now I'm listening to podcasts where it's like, you should start a podcast and this is the new world and video and voice and all these things. And I'm like, oops, <laughs> we didn't do this because we we're like, what's the next best thing we could do? It was just a dream, a desire that would place on our heart. We said, yes, sure. Why not? And we moved forward in it. And because of the obedience, he had blessed us. And I was thinking about us and this and the show yesterday because I was, um, on a drive to visit a friend and was listening to another podcast, um, VU Church in Miami, Florida has their sermons on podcasts. And one of them by Rich Wilkerson, it was last week's sermon, but it was on wasting or creating with the season you have. So what are you doing with the time you've been given or with your free time or with your passion or whatever? What are you doing with it? And one of his quotes stuck out to me. It was, the Lord wants to multiply what you're maximizing. And he's not going to multiply unless he maximize. And so basically saying when, like, for example, the story when he turned water into wine or even better, when he had the five loaves and the two fish and, and he was able to feed thousands. It's like he did the most with what he was given because they trusted mm -hmm. him and they maximized their resource and trusted him to multiply it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's happened here of like, okay, we have a janky studio setup. We have these Amazon microphones. We have some kind of knowledge on audio engineering, but we have this desire. So just do with it what you will. And the Lord's like, well, thank you for not having to have the professional or the perfect. Like, I just wanted you to give me what you had, even if it's just two loaves and five fish. Like, I'm going to make this work. And 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of been a theme that Thomas and I have been able to carry in other pieces of my life. It's like kind of like a our quotes like, well, but the podcast. Like, what about the podcast? That that happened, you know? So, like, why can't I fill know. in the blank? It's kind of become a testimony I can carry into other parts of my life, which I'm so thankful for. I think the flip side of what you're saying is that as we've grown and as the demand has increased, I think there's been challenges to this that I didn't necessarily expect. Just like, um, you know, yeah, time what dedication. Those? Yeah. Okay. So, for example, uh, just sheer lack of organization. <laughs> Uh, And I'm taking credit for that because when Rachel and I started, um, I said, I don't know how to do anything with audio, so let me take on the admin role. Okay, so I do that. But like, I just think that we weren't expecting the growth we had. And so to scale our company, I mean, you can call it that, I guess. I mean, it's not like we're selling anything, but to scale what we've got going on was hard because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I think one year into this, I'm, I'm hope like trying to pick up pieces and just kind of start, um, kind of a systems kind of thing for us, because I don't think you can really make a system out of what you don't know and what to expect. And so now that we've been doing this for a year, I feel like I have, um, you have rhythm, just kind of some, yeah, I have some bone structure of what I can do to make this work. Um, whether that is like, scheduling and reaching out to people and managing the amount of requests we have via email of people wanting someone to be on the show or whatever it is like it's a lot to just keep up not to mention I have two other you know full-time jobs lol so it's just been a lot in that way so that that part was the growth that was hard I think part two I think it's also hard and unexpected to manage personal platform growth if you know what I mean um totally managing what it means for people to now look at you as a resource for all of their hard questions is a lot to handle and I don't I don't know it's just been hard I think I fight the temptation sometimes to a make it about me and like feel good about myself wanting people to ask me their questions and then part two of that is feeling like I don't know I don't want to be the person that has to answer your question so it's just it's it's funny I don't know (laughs) I know. It's a tango. And then the same, like what you were saying earlier with this all kind of happening at once on accident, you could say, was really sweet. But it also comes with that tension of, well, shoot. I mean, I feel like we were given favor of momentum, but by no means do I want to be the person to stall it. You know, like how can we steward this? How can we move forward? How can we keep growing? Because that was such a gift. I don't want to not take advantage of the gift of momentum that he gave us. And in two years, be like, Oh, Mary Scott, what would it have been like if we had done it well? You know, what would excellence have looked like? Where would we be now? Because I think that's just what, I mean, that's the three. That's the achiever in me is I'm like, I want to get all of it out right now. I want to get it done. I don't want to miss an opportunity. So, I mean, it's been the best, the best ever. And we're learning so much through it all. So just thankful for people listening and showing up and because that makes I was it gonna say, all much more worth it. Yeah, we're so grateful because now we get to sit here at one year and be like, okay, well, clearly this is something that we were supposed to do. Um, yeah. It's something that people really want. So what do we do now? <laughs> Question mark. Um, like, how do we, like, what's the dream for us? Like, what does this become? And um, just creating, like, what we, I don't know, just dreaming. So what are some dreams you have for Behind the Bliss? Well, do I have permission to tell them about all the fun things in June? I think so. 
You go for it. Okay. So with, we, with knowledge that it's not set in stone. Right. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> you can squeal, but don't like get your hopes up. So we are um, working with some really fun vendors in Birmingham to throw a live party, a live episode recording. Beep, beep. So we basically would invite anyone and everyone that is around or can somehow get to the Birmingham area to come to the show. And we are going to do a live episode there, which is going to be a freaking blast. So we hope that you can make it. Um, More about that will come out as soon as we have some dates and information and time and all the things you would need to know to make that a thing to put on the calendar. But no, and please pray that that would be a thing because that's our, I think for me, I mean, actually, no, I'm going to speak for the both of us. Like we have had so many conversations about, I love podcasts, but we love people more. So what does it look like to meet the people who are listening on the other side? Mm -hmm. And I think this is another cool opportunity to do that. Um, Our second really fun project we have is merchandise. We've been talking with a few different um, companies and different design, basically liaisons that can help us create something really cool that we hope that you can wear, not for us, not for our gain, but honestly for yours. And we they hope really won't is, look like very behind the blissy. They're just going to no. be kind of cool branded on brand things. Yeah, we didn't want our logo. We didn't want this to be like a woohoo behind the bliss. Like we wanted this to be a how can we carry out messages that we're speaking inside episodes into the world and how much better to do it than on a beautiful garment. So we're kind Mm -hmm. of putting those pieces together to be able to offer to you sometime sooner, a lot sooner, actually, rather than later. So we are so excited. So I think my dream and vision for this is just that it would grow And again, not for the sake of behind the bliss, but I think that the message that we embody of meeting people where they are, that they're met in their mess, balanced in their bliss, they have a platform to share their, share their story about where they've been, what the Lord's brought them through and what they've learned through it is vulnerability in its finest. And I don't think that that is happening enough in our Christian world here on earth. And it's like an, it's an eternal gift that we really do have access to here. So I think just, I think that our, or my dream for this podcast is to be able to almost give people the tools in a more tangible way to do what we're doing here in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like we say all the time, our, when we say met in our mess, it's not like a glorification of our mess. It's that we're showing people that you are met in your mess. You're not alone and mm-hmm. the Lord is with you and um, other people are with you, but it's not okay to stay there. And I think that's really a good thing that you're saying. I think practically I have some dreams of just like, you know, I would love to send out a monthly newsletter. <laughs> yeah. I would love your for us to just like have some really cool things to really connect with our audience like that. I would love for us to come up with some more social media tactics. Like there's just a lot of things that I think we can do now at one year that we probably didn't have capacity to even know how to do a year ago. Um, it's just exciting. Wait, do you see what just happened? What you just explained? <laughs> you no. were like, okay, my dream is that we would have organization, social media tactics, newsletters. And I was like merchandise events like <laughs> this is a, this is where our personalities this are so literally good to be together yeah exactly you're like no rachel practical come on and i'm like mary scott dream you know, with this me. we have to have each other because she'll say something like let's do a live event and i'm like great how and she's like don't worry i got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then she's like we gotta get this all organized and i'm like great 
your thing. Do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're the perfect match. So that's a good uh, follow-up. How do you feel yeah. like we have been as friends in this one year? I think we have really done it well. I mean, just like humbly excited that we have really conquered this. I think when we first started doing this or even just entertaining the thought of what this would look like, I remember um, thinking we need a contract. Like we, we need a friendship contract of, hey, we are about to do something to advance the kingdom with a capital K. We can only expect the enemy to like want to bombard and destroy what we've got going on here. And I can guarantee you it's going to come through our relationship. So how can we prepare ourselves for success knowing that we're going to become a target? And I feel Mm -hmm. like after one year, like, I think I've only gotten mad at you once. (laughs) I don't even know if I know about this. (laughs) I told you about it. (laughs) Okay. I told you about this. This is good. Clearly, I've already forgotten. No, yeah, and I have too. I just remember this one thing, and it was like my moment of like, I was like, oh, here he comes. Absolutely not. We're not even going there. This is not going to matter in five years. I think it was with an episode's audio. LOL, probably. Probably. Because I'm the one struggling with all things technology in this relationship. It's fine. That's why we're great for each other. But what I'm saying is, but it's never been a relational thing. It's always been something like petty or small. It's never been about each other's character or our nature or like who we are or what we have to bring to the table. It's been, I mean, you can expect that. Like going into business with a friend is probably the most dangerous thing you can do besides borrowing money from family. Like it's just dangerous. It just opens up a lot of really vulnerable and intimate places that it's going to take your friendship that maybe... You know, especially when you're doing a podcast about vulnerability. Shoot, we have so many conversations about our marriage, our dreams, our desires, like what the Lord's put on our heart, not in front of the microphone. So Mm -hmm. I think that we've just been in a safe place because we've truly sought the Lord throughout it all. And I'm really proud of us for that because I remember that being one of our, um, you know, whatever things we saw happening. I think too. I think as we continue to grow, we can just be prepared for us to do that more. I think also like just knowing that we're on the same team yes. is incredibly important. Like this is not a Mary Scott show. This is not a Rachel show. This is our thing and it's not about us, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think there's going to be things that you say yes to on behalf of us that like we'll let you say yes to on behalf of us. And there's going to be things that I do on behalf of us because it's not, it's not like this is like a human kingdom growth competition between us. It's like, we're in this together. And I don't, I say this to you all the time when like, say I say yes to something on behalf of us or vice versa. I'm like, I don't want to do this without you. So you don't need to ever think that like I'm trying to do this without you. Or I don't ever need to think that you're running ahead of me trying to steal this from me. Like this is not... Like, I'm, I'm in no way interested in doing Behind the Bliss without Rachel, you know? Ditto. Ditto. I cannot do this without Mary Scott. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and she said something that was so good. She was like, there's enough gospel to go around. And, like, there, For sure. like there's not a limited amount of gospel where it's like, oh, we have to cover all we can because we want to be one of the only resources or one of the best resources out there. I'm like, no, we will be a resource to the people called to be resources to. Like we can't, and and all we can do is just do it excellently. That's all he asks us. And like when we get to the gates of heaven, the only thing he's going to judge us on is how did you love people? What did you do with what I gave you? Like how, like how did you handle yourself on earth? And, And like, I'm praying that this is a part of that answer for me 
to be able to say like I I loved people through being vulnerable with them and inviting them into what you had through them through the story you gave mm-hmm. me and I mean bigger picture here it's just not about us and if it ever became a part of us about us or if you listeners ever felt like it was becoming about us like this is a family please call, call us, us out it. yeah tell us be like yeah, hey for sure I mean, we would prefer if it came through an email rather than review, <laughs> but, but for real, call us out. Let us know because we, we love outsiders listening in, or maybe you're new to the podcast and you're like, oh, it's funny y'all are talking about this now because I have felt, you know, that y'all have done this really well, or here's some places you can improve. We are here for that and for you. So you are so invited on this journey with us. For sure. I think that leads us to want to just give up open space of like obviously we're trying to come up with space in a system to receive all of the requests that everyone has about who they want on the show and all the things but you know we really do want to do what you guys want to hear so I think continue please to feel the freedom to give us suggestions um, for topics or for people like we're always trying to manage them but um, please continue to tell us what you want. And, you know, if they if you want more of us, just us, like, you just let us know. Totally about that. Yeah. We want to just meet you in your mess, but how can we meet you if we don't know where you're at, you know? So we have to know mm-hmm. where you are in order for us to do what we feel like we can do best. So open conversation. This is not just us behind the microphone. You totally have power in this, too. So we – more than that, we're just really thankful. I'm like, dang. When we look at our analytics, we're like – how do this many people care to listen? And y'all do. And that means the most. And they're like, oh, wow, we have purpose here, which is cool. Um, which kind of leads me into a question I want to ask you. <clears throat> what do you feel like, if you were to be asked what a big theme about this is that you're taking away? Let's say we had to stop the podcast tomorrow, just for some odd reason. What would you carry into your next season thinking, like, I'm so glad I learned that from BTB? Um, I say it all the time, but that I never had to carry the cause, you know, I never was going to be able to do this in my own strength. And I think it's exciting because I could have assumed an attached responsibility of growth and failure to myself. Um, that's good. but it's yeah. exciting for me to know that like in whatever season I'm in, no matter how long behind the bliss survives, if I want to do something else or if this is it and we just continue to keep trusting the growth, like it's not going to be because of me. And I think it's exciting and so encouraging to my faith to know that God does what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I truly can't meddle or muster up the strength to do it on my own. I love it. How about you? <laughs> I think for me, Don't you think it's funny that this time last year when this became an idea for us, it truly was because Daniel was deployed and I was about to enter the season at JH Ranch and both were really lonely or remote or could potentially be one of the two seasons for us of a lot of what we knew was taken away. Life was no longer quote unquote normal. It was still great and there was still really amazing things, but there was a lot that we had to get used to. Um, I don't work for JH Ranch. I didn't really have a job when I'm out when I'm out here, so I kind of had to make something. And just neat that the Lord was like, "Sometimes, Rachel, I have to take you out of your hustle, what you got going on, to remove you, to set you apart." Which is one of my favorite things Mary Scott's told me. She's like, "You're not set aside; you're set apart." Like I had to be set apart for 
the Lord to hush everything in my life to give me this direction with a friend who is calling it to attention for me. So there's two things in that. Like one, who do you have in your life that's calling you higher or like making sure you're not going to lose? Who do you have in your life that's rooting for you and asking you the hard questions? And for me, that's a lot of people, but specifically Mary Scott. And the second part of that is sometimes I feel like we're going to have to be separated from the madness for him to be able to whisper something really sweet to us or a desire or a dream or an opportunity. And so it's either going to be up to us to shut everything else up or it's going to be him removing us. And I'm just so thankful he kind of removed me and he really truly created something out of our boredom. You know? Totally. Did you feel like he... It would have never happened in any other season. No. It wouldn't. I mean, if you had come to me six months earlier, I think that I just don't think I would have been in the same place. I would never have considered it. Totally. Well, I kind of didn't. And then I came back. (laughs) You're so right. But There's no way. Yeah. I don't know. It's just neat. I'm like, don't ever get discouraged that things are getting quiet or that... um, things are boring or that you feel lonely. Like I would say, in fact, you need to lean in because there's something in there that Lord's trying to like mute so he can be the loudest and you just have to make sure you're listening because you could be missing out on your behind the bliss type moment of, wait, he really wants me to do this. And I'm, and I think this is my time. So we've learned it a lot. I was going to say, everyone knows that I'm pretty much obsessed with Emily P. Freeman's podcast the next right thing we had her on our show um but I think the mantra I've had in the last year is just all I can do is the next right thing like that's all I'm asked to do and the outcome is not up to me right um so good Emily P. Freeman's episode was episode number 40 if you wanted to go back and listen she just to give you a synopsis is she was saying do not worry about your destination or what's going to come of this, you just need to take the next right step. Like, what is your next right thing? And asking the Holy Spirit and just getting intimate enough in your relationship with him that you're like, okay, I think I know that my next right thing looks like this. Trusting that it's going to get you to the bigger destination. And mm-hmm. that episode 100%. rocked my world. <laughs> I was going to say, that's an example of something that I could never have dreamt up for myself in this podcast. And yet it came <laughs> true. So, Girl, <laughs> fan, girling fangirling <laughs> yeah so when we first decided to do the show we really wanted to attack this ad situation pretty delicately because we know that we didn't want this to just be like a really intense show with a commercial break like that's never been our heart's desire but um as we started approaching this topic more frequently and we had opportunities come to us we realized that as long as the ad is going to benefit you, why would we not share something that is so in line with our message? So for example, the one you heard earlier for Hope Writers, they're an incredible group that basically focuses around cultivating something really neat with your story. Maybe it's writing a book or maybe it's just taking the next step in what it looks like to become an author or a writer in whatever area you see fit. So of course we with our message being sharing your story, finding a platform to be vulnerable and to meet people in their mess, it only seemed right that we kind of exposed you to this opportunity and it happened to be in the form of an ad. So I hope you feel that, that we really want this to be something that you are benefited by, not something that funds us, if that makes sense. Well, so I was just going to say, it. 
Yeah, and just full transparency, Rachel and I are not taking home a behind-the-bliss paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, this is not funding our grocery bill. <laughs> Would be nice. And really, <laughs> our goal our goal with ads and finances in general, whether you hit listen to an ad or you donate any kind of money on Patreon, it's not for us to take home a paycheck. It's simply to keep this podcast running because it costs money to make this happen. Yeah, and so we want to keep it alive. Just to be completely transparent, we just want you to know that like this is not because we're after our own gain, gain or and profit yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, we just want to keep it alive and we want to keep it excellent because there's a lot of ways we could cheapen this, but we feel like you would feel it was cheapened as well. And that's never you know, something that we would want for you. So in order to keep the excellence alive and the show alive with it, I think this is a really neat route. And our sweet husbands were great investors for our first year, but maybe we can give them a little bit of a break. (laughs) Sweet Thomas and Dane. We need to treat them to a vacation. (laughs) Like all that we put them through. I love you, Thomas. Bless them. Yes, Thomas and Oh my gosh. Daniel are so loved. Okay, so um I'm so curious because we end the show like this with all of our other guests, but you've got some stuff to share, I'm sure. What are you loving these mm-hmm. days, Scotty? <sighs> okay. Well, because I'm sitting here and it's like 5.30 p.m. Earlier this morning, I put in a pork shoulder from a company called ButcherBox to make some carnitas tonight. And the reason I'm excited is because I'm obsessed with ButcherBox. (laughs) And ButcherBox is a um, company that delivers pasture-raised, grass-fed, and grass-finished meats, um, chicken, pork, bacon, all all the things, straight to your door. Um, It's honestly one of the highest levels of sustainability I found, and you guys know I'm I'm nerds like that. Um, So to be honest, I'm just loving ButcherBox. I just made my box for next month, and it has wild-caught salmon in it, and I'm just so pumped. Okay. So I'm excited about that. I'm loving also a girl that we do beauty counter with actually. Her name's Cassie Joy Garcia, released a new cookbook called Cook Once, Eat All Week. And basically, it's just this new idea of how to actually make meal planning work without breaking the bank and without spending hours and hours in the kitchen. So it's a phenomenal cookbook. I've enjoyed that a lot. And then I am really enjoying some new podcasts actually. I typically am in like this usual rut of my usual go-tos like Res and Motherhood and the Happy Hour and all my OG faves. But I've been loving a podcast that's actually put on by the Gospel Coalition called Help Me Teach the Bible. And it's really mm. good. And there's also a one from the Village Church called Knowing Faith and they just take really incredible pieces of biblical content and dive into it and y'all know I'm like a Jen Wilkin fanatic so she is on a lot of those and so I just love it I, I love all the resources from those podcasts so what about you sister I am loving a lot of different things um since we're talking about meat and food and all the things um Mary Scott has rubbed off on me and in, in saying that she has brought a lot of things to my attention with what I'm putting in and on my body. And I love that about her. One of the things I'm more really excited about, probably just because, well, I'm just going to say it. Okay. So I used to be obsessed with Slim Jims. Like whenever I was on swim team, it was like my, it was my snack (laughs) in between my races. I don't know why that and Fig Newtons. Like I thought that that was the healthy alternative to like the chips everyone else was eating. So I had Slim Jims and um, fruit and some Big Newtons. Well, 
turns out Slim Jims actually aren't that healthy for you because they've got a lot of added um, fat. They have a lot of added gluten, um, corn, just like different fillers to make the meat go a longer way. And then even further than that, their meat, you don't even know where it's coming from. So I have found this company called Chomps. <laughs> I found them I in my love local. Chomps. So good. I found them in my local Trader Joe's, but they're, it's actually cheaper if you just buy them online in bulk um, as like a pack. But they are basically adult, legitimate Slim Jims. They are paleo. They're Whole30 approved. They're gluten-free. It's all 100% grass-fed beef, organic, like no antibiotics or hormones added, just legitimate healthy Slim Jims and all the people say amen but it is so good I'm gonna link them in the show notes to show you where I get mine because um they can be cheaper if you just order it offline so we are we Thomas and I the Autry household is loving chomps and then um I'm doing this new thing with a friend her name's Stephanie she and I and another one of her friends have started this thing where we are counting 100 declarations a day with like a legitimate clicker like a baseball counter and it's been really powerful just to declare these truths over our lives. Start it with the day. Um, everything, I mean, everything you say has power, right? So we just want to make sure that what we're saying at the very beginning of our day is like the fruits and veggies and the nutrients that we need for our soul for the rest of the day. And the clicking does something for your brain. It kind of initiates this, like this desire your brain starts to have to remember, like a cognitive awareness. And then also it kind of helps me just keep track. But it's just this cute little practice that we're doing as a team. And it's truly rerouted my neurons in my brain to like start forming synapses of like who I am and what the Lord has to say and who he is in his nature. So I'm going to link all that in the show notes too, in case you guys wanted to browse our Google Doc and see what we're declaring over our lives. Because there's been a lot of interest after I shared it on Instagram. So I don't, it's just rocking my world. It's so good. Cool. I love that. I want to learn more about that. I'll share it with you, Scotty. Cool. Well, we hope that you guys um, just loved hearing from us and getting a sense of how we feel one year into this whole shindig that we've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as always, you can find everything that we talked about on today's um, episode on our show notes at BehindTheListPodcast.com and As always, you know, guys, it really, really blesses us when we hear how much you're loving Behind the Bliss. So if you have 30 seconds today, could you just head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Reviews are just really helpful, A, because they're encouraging to us, but also if someone is browsing podcasts um, and they come across Behind the Bliss for some reason and they want to know whether or not they should listen, your reviews will indicate to them whether or not they should listen with us and join our community. So it would just be really incredible if they if you could do that for us absolutely so with that being said we're actually going to start this really fun thing where we read one of the reviews that we're finding um every week just to one be able to thank you guys in return for what you've written but two i think it's just fun if you hear your own review out on a podcast episode so this one comes from lexi marie t she said such a beautiful concept I came across this podcast in a difficult season of life and wise words, positivity, and realness of this podcast was just so encouraging and helpful. Behind the Bliss is so honest and brings me so much inspiration, and every episode brings something special to listeners. It's so clear that Mary Scott and Rachel have such big hearts, and I love the way they share their own journey through all seasons of their lives. Thank you, Lexi. That is so sweet. So yeah, we... It's so sweet. We love those. It's so encouraging to read them, but... 
I think more importantly, the outreach that you leaving a review does is more than we could ever ask for. So it is one of our best ways of marketing is just through word of mouth and sharing what you know to be true about us. So we love y'all and are so thankful for you and all that you have um, encouraged in in this first year and all the ways you will continue to support us. And we just want to tell you, you are invaluable to us and we couldn't do it without you, literally. Amen. Anyways, well, guys, we'll be back next week with a normal interview and we'll talk to you then. See y'all next time.